Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We did it, guys. Monday, pretty easy, breezy weekend, right? Nothing in the news. I don't know. It's, uh, we got football tonight. We have two games. I guess we can look back on all the craziness, but we have two games tonight, Dave. You have not moved on from hockey. You have a background with Mario Lemieux staring at penguins. I think that's, that is a Photoshopped image, but you, what is that? It's his birthday or something? Photoshopped image, sir. No, 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 indeed. This is uh, young 18-year-old Dan Mario Lemieux taking a photograph <laughs> with literal penguins when he arrived in the, the city of Pittsburgh, and he now stands for 2020 and until someone replaces him as the most significant individual to one franchise in North American sports history. Happy birthday, 66. You saved (laughs) hockey and the city of champions. Now let's talk about football. Yes, Charlotte. Do you have a list of your favorite players' birthdays? Like, how do you, you're, you're so on top of this stuff. How did you know it was his birthday? Yeah. Yeah, I have I have little memos on my on my iPhone, little dings That's that remind adorable. me of special events. No. I, 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 uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't know it if it weren't for uh for you know the social media, but I was reminded of 66's oh. birthday and I couldn't let the moment pass, you know. That's Charlotte I thought Charlotte's sporting Patrick Ewing in the background. We got, yep. we got a lot of legends. I'm not gonna trash talk New York sports in front of Patrick Ewing this time. You can't do it. He look he's staring right at you, right? I know. Right, he's um, like yeah. Charlotte, eyes on you, and I'm like, ooh. Sorry. Fierce look. Hey, I should be on us because we did we did our extra points for extra pay parlay on Friday. Now, let me just review this because it's getting a little tricky here, but good, like positive tricky uh, and not positive when you take a test pot. <laughs> anyway, here's what I'm going to get into. Charlotte, your best bet was Buffalo minus two and a half. You were texting us. You, you had curse words involved. <laughs> you were a little nervous that they were going to blow it. But they ended up winning. They're up by like fourteen. I forget what the extra point stuff at a two point conversion. But you won by two scores, and then um, they scored late. It ended up being one score, right? So, but it's a win, right? It was Minus a win, and, and I I was so relieved and thrilled because a I hate losing. B I mm-hmm. hate letting people down. C I the combination of losing and letting people down by losing is just the worst. So you can't I can't have it. No, it's impossible for me to to mentally handle. So I was really happy that the Bills did not let me down because as I tweeted, I was prepared to drive to Buffalo and give everybody there a swirly, which is not COVID compliant. And that's how angry I was. But I didn't (laughs) have to be angry because they did it for me. Thank God you didn't have to do that. So this is FanDuel. They boost our parlay. They give us each an extra point and then they boost the odds. This three-teamer pays Plus 450, all right? So Charlotte's is in, Buffalo minus two and a half. We had to wait for mine. The night game, Philly, plus eight and a half. I said, don't even don't even bother with the points. They're going to win on the field because I know I'm not going to wake up in first place as a Cowboys fan. We'll get to that horrific game in a minute. Philly plus eight and a half. They went outright. So now all we need is Dave's game, which was supposed to play, obviously, yesterday. Kansas City minus five and a half over New England, Dave. That game is now being played tonight. That line on Fandle has moved to minus 10 and a half. You have to be more confident than ever now that it's Mahomes against Brian Hoyer versus Mahomes against Cam Newton, who is out with COVID. 
Yeah, true enough. And uh, shout out though, first of all, to Shar for coming up with the fir- for coming through with the first leg there. Then mm. Sal, who did straight up predict an Eagles victory in San Francisco. Mm. A lot of people did not foresee that one. Actually, Sal, Sal red hot on uh, on the left side of Football America because you texted me in advance of the Giants Rams game. You said, "I'm scared about that number. The Rams should blow them out and everything else." But the Giants, to quote you, Sal, have won their full of shit game every uh, every so yeah. often. And that was the one you said, be careful about betting on the Rams there. Smart call on that one as well. I hear you on going into this one. It does seem like, I mean, how, how are they possibly, these Patriots, going to hang with Patrick Mahomes uh, 10 and a half, 11? Um, ain't going to be enough, you would think, there. Now, people are pointing at the last time such a big number was against the Patriots was the Super Bowl against the Rams that started this whole mess 20 right. years ago. Um, I, I I don't think you can make that exact comp, although it is interesting. Uh, greatest show on turf, Patrick Mahomes, 20 yeah. years later, pr- probably the closest uh, comp you can make there. But I do think that when we come out of this, what we're going to see is Patriots fans really wringing their hands because Tom Brady flying high down there in Tampa. Their right. team is going to be looking up two games even behind <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, America's team. Things are going to start getting worrisome there in Foxborough. Well, let me tell you something. Just back to this parlay for a second. So, Dave, your line is KC minus five and a half. And if you were lucky enough to jump on our extra points for extra pay parlay, you got that at five and a half. It is now ten and a half. I'm going to announce that if you jumped on that parlay, you're already a winner because you should. And God forbid I ever recommend anybody hedge. You should hedge out of this. If you take the Patriots plus ten and a half, Kansas City can win by six. They can win by seven. They can win by eight. They can win by nine. They can win by 10 points. And you will win both sides. Both sides. Now, if they don't, if New England wins or loses by fewer points, like three, four, five, I know it's confusing, Charlotte, but the way to do it is to hedge here. You're going to make at least your money back if you take New England plus 10 and a half. There are no pitfalls there. You're going to make your money back there, and you have a chance to win both ways if it falls in that range. Isn't that exciting? Why am I the only one excited about this? I don't know, because I really do want an explanation on this. This feels very much to me like being on Price is Right and hedging. Like, do I want to give, do I want to take what I have now, or do I want to keep on or press my luck, if people remember that game show? Am I going to press? I don't know. I feel like I'm on a game show. Shouldn't I press my luck here? You're saying hedge it and kind of like break even-ish? I'm saying normal people, probably sane economists, would get their money back here because they have nothing to risk here. So if you have $100 on this parlay to win $450, you stand to win $450 if the Chiefs win by six or more. Why don't you take that same 100 and put it on the Patriots plus 10 and a half, and then if the Patriots lose by... Nine, you're going to win your Patriots money and you're going to win your plus parlay. You can win, but it's such a spread. You don't get this opportunity that much where you get a five point middle is what they call it. So you can win both. I hope that's not too confusing, but we won you money is the main thing here, Charlotte. Thanks to you. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We really did it this time. Dave, you brought up, I think this is the last time the Patriots were this big an underdog under Bill Belichick since that Super Bowl against the Rams that weekend. Let's quickly talk about that weekend. I was with you in New Orleans. Didn't turn out. Well, it turned out fine for you. Got off to a shaky start. No, no, was that terrible. Sunday. Were you no, out was Sunday it- too? 
No, we got to no, it's a, it was an 8-day swath that you really got to cover because I flew because you'll remember it was truncated because of 9/11 right around right. that time and so there the title games um were one Sunday ahead of Super Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um and so I flew. I've always said, I've advocated pro tip out there if you're a fan of a team. The title game is better than the Super Bowl. In my opinion, I've done both watching my team and being around um, 65,000 like-minded people waving um, towels or otherwise uh, laundry over your head or whatever your weight of celebrating your team goes uh, in your neck of the woods. Um, I felt it was important for me to go and watch the coronation of the Steelers, their return to glory in January of 2002, watch them vanquish the overmatched New England Patriots and uh, celebrate that the week ahead <laughs> of seeing the Steelers go and play the Rams in the Super Bowl. I flew out there devastated. I decided I'm not going to the Super Bowl anymore. You and our pals berated me via email and otherwise, oh, you're going. We have a ticket for you. We're set mm-hmm. up in a hotel. You must go to this Super Bowl with us. I went against my will and we gathered on, um, I think it was Super Sunday, in fact, the morning of Super Sunday, me, you, and Super Agent Baby Doll Dixon gathered over oysters in New Orleans, and I got a poison one delivered by the football gods who smote me for showing up <laughs> at that Super Bowl no. and the Steelers weren't there. I wasn't supposed to be there, and it was a powerful message delivered to me by those football gods. What are you doing here? This is for the Patriots fans, not you, bum. Get out of town. I ate that oyster. Went to the Super Bowl. I watched it. I sat now to uh, sat ne- sat next to Sal, who was green himself, sick not from an oyster, but from right. a bad bet. I mean, that talk about bet. a bad. That was the all timer, Sal. <laughs> Sal bet the Steelers and then bet the Rams heavy in that one, if I recall correctly. Really um, bad. Yeah. Then the next morning, I woke up. I mean, and it just. Uh, another pro tip for everybody out there. Never share a hotel room with cousin Sal. If you have food poisoning, because, what the hell did I do? Well, as I was, you know, just purging my innards, <laughs> Sal, you know, laying on the floor, semi-conscious, you know, delusional Sal is pushing the door down. What's up, Vel? Let me see what you're doing in there. Vel pushing <laughs> the, the door, pushing the door down. I would, I would meekly crawl back to the bed and try and get back into the hotel. Sal, pictures of me they're bugging me and everything else it was it 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 was the single worst seven hour stretch of my life <laughs> it was the worst thing all all because i shouldn't have gone to new orleans that doesn't sound like sal at all <laughs> oh it's the worst charlotte what i don't i'm sorry but what when you get food poisoning you want to be left alone this is all new to me i don't no, know no, no i like the whole thing document i try to live stream my food poisoning actually <laughs> okay good see yeah. what's wrong with you dave i don't know someone had to step in and I, to name drop, it was Jimmy Kimmel who, who, who provided the voice of reason. And he said, legitimately, he scolded Sal. Sal, oh. there, there's a line. And this is one of those moments. He's that, no fun. That it's, it, it's fun to bother people and everything else. But this is one that will leave a mark. And Dave will never <laughs> forgive you for this. You really should back off. <laughs> and he meant it to. He wasn't oh, yeah, kidding. This is, this is one. <laughs> There, there are some moments that are too much, and and this is one Dave will never forgive you for. <laughs> that was so it sounds like you haven't. And in the meantime, and in the meantime, that whole trip. Now that I think about it, uh, is also marked by Jimmy Kimmel doing his last bit for Fox, his pregame bit that now cousin Sal is going to be doing this week, which we're looking forward to. But Thank um, you. but 
His last one was Howie Long threatening that if I see Jimmy Kimmel anywhere near <laughs> me, I'm going to punch him in the face. And now 20 years later, uh, or uh, just a couple of days ago, I was with Howie's son, Chris, on minus three, and we were talking about music. So I it, guess time heals doesn't all make wounds sense. a little bit. It but, really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, to put a button on that story, I had a... Uh, I told Jimmy, Jimmy thought it was going to be his last Fox segment ever. He's like, what should I do? The Rams were a 13 point favorite over the Patriots. I was like, ah, eh, take the Patriots. If this is really your last one, we didn't pick by the spread back then, uh, or nor do they still on the, uh, pregame show. But I was like, take the Patriots, uh, you know, whatever. If, if you're done, like n nobody cares if you lost, if you won, you could, you know, you could raise your hand high and say, hey, I picked a five to one underdog here. So he picks the Patriots. We're sitting in the seats. Vinatieri kicks it straight through. Beautiful field goal. Jimmy's up, jumping up and down. We won. We won. And I have my head in my hands. He's like, what's wrong? You told me. And he's like, uh, I said, yeah, I had $10,000 on the Rams money line. So oh my he's God, like, but you told, I was like, I know what I told you. <laughs> what I told you is different from what uh, I do personally. So there you go. We went from me being happy about Velvel being uh, having food poisoning to me reliving That's that. That's some and real now, karma. That is yeah, some is. real karma. You got, you got smote. Jeez, I didn't put it together, Charlotte. So That's you think it is. has something to do with what I did with Dave there? It really is true. The whole thing, well, the, 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 entire, the, the entire quest to New Orleans, maybe America's most fun city to pay a visit to for a weekend, was poisoned throughout and it has stayed poisoned, or at least football has, <laughs> by these stinking Patriots. And I'm glad to yeah. say it's now over as of tonight. Once Patrick Mahomes puts it oh. to the Patriots, now the Bills will clearly stand head and shoulders above the AFC East. And I and I think that we can put a button in this. Uh, wow. Right? We're going to put a button in it. All right. Well, let me get to my miserable team. I can only celebrate so much because my team is just just awful. I mean, I guess I have an exciting team. We know what we're going to get in them. They're going to be exciting every week. They're going to score a lot of points. They're going to allow a lot of points. I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't want to sound like Corolla here, but maybe it's like a car that, you know, it's, it looks pretty and it could jump over other cars. As long as you know that the end of the day, when you're done with your joyride, you're going to the mechanic. Um, that's what we're getting with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is going to have Hall of Fame numbers and look for a new contract. And Jerry's going to be like, uh, what you did in three games, we got in nine games from Troy Aikman and he led us to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you're going to get money. I don't know if we're going to pay you. I know we overpaid Zeke Elliott, who seems <clears throat> just really out of it. Uh, they get off. I, I can't even talk about this game anymore, <laughs> Charlotte. This stupid Browns team. And then I bet Rachel Bonetta that. Uh, whoever lost, whoever won Ooh, would yes. get to choose the Halloween costume. I don't even want to deal with this of the loser. Yeah, I told her if she needs help, I'm here. I How am too. You? I would like How to I would like to form a blue ribbon or be a part of a blue ribbon panel to uh to throw around some ideas on what we can do to cousin Sal here. Well, that's up to you guys. And, uh, you know, it depends on how much job security you guys think you have. But no, it's uh, no, I, I don't I want to. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go, go for it. Go. I, I when we were up 14, seven, I was taunting. I sent a picture of like, oh, this is a somebody standing on a Trump dummy. And I'm like, this is you. Get ready. October 30th. And we're going back and forth. And the taunting just led to just another another miraculous loss. I hate this team. I mean, I hate him so much. At a certain point, though, I mean, Dak had a career high five hundred and two passing yards. At what yeah. point 
this is not his fault. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> other other people, sure, he throws an interception, but what four touchdowns, one interception. He's like he he he's doing what he can, and his team is just crumbles. I mean, how do you let the Browns? How do you turn? How do you? I'm sorry. How do you block an extra point and then have the have <laughs> Cleveland turn that into a two point conversion? Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I the special teams defense like. Mike McCarthy, I just don't think he's the answer here. And I think that Dak is proving that he can do a lot for this team, but he needs some goddamn help. So absolutely, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think is this on Dak. Do you think this is on Dak? No, no, no. So if I have to place blame, he's way down the list, you know, strip sack early on, he'll throw his interception that no one can see coming all that. But yes, his numbers are, phenomenal the defense is terrible <laughs> they can't tackle you got Jalen Smith they keep drafting the same kind of guy who gets you know injured in college and like you know whether it's Sean Lee or Leighton Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith and then there's flashes of brilliance and then they just they get hurt or they <laughs> decide to f- forget how to tackle I don't know what do you see Dave when you look at this team well Six- I mean obviously Charlotte's right it's not on Dak but mm-hmm. I also think the irony is that the off season, as soon as we get to that, I, I, by the way, everybody's making their jokes as we talked about on Friday. And here we are on the other side of it. And look at that NFC. East. look at the standing. Oh it's God. ridiculous. The Cowboys mm. still, I mean, that, Oh, you know, the sky is falling in big D and all that, except that they're, they, you know, they still have what, at least a 50% chance of winning this division. That's exactly. They and the Eagles, I think according to Fandle are exactly even odds to uh, win the division. So that's, so that's the good end to the story uh, probably, but also, you know, they're heavily invested, like you say, in guys like Jalen Smith. That's their mistake, but it's ultimately going to impact their ability or inability or willingness to sign Dak. Are you really, if they have another bum, disappointing season, if the Eagles do somehow survive and win this division and the Cowboys again miss the playoffs, it's very hard for me to, As and Dak's been great. He's not at all the issue here. Yeah. And yet you're not going to sign them. I guarantee you. Right. I, I right. I mean, I, unless I'm well, reading I think you're this, right. you, we, they're we not going to sign it a Dak last week. I, 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 you're going to make know. him a 40. Are you going to get you going to pay Dak 40, 45 million dollars this offseason? It, yeah. it, it you're it, the imbalance in the overall roster under the cap would make no sense. They're going to reboot back to a rookie QB or someone mm-hmm. much cheaper. It's a boy. It's it's really going to be a mess. But like I say, the good news is they have a coin flip chance of winning this atrocious division. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to go back 80 years, but I'm going to, Dave, because it, it's right up your alley. Ralph Kiner uh, won the home run title every year with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then when it came time to re-sign him, the owner's like, sorry, we can come back in last place with you, and we'll come in last place without you. I kind of think it's going to be the same thing for Dak, unfortunately. he's not, His career won't be over. He'll probably go to a winner somehow down the line, so good for him. But um, uh, I, I don't know how much more of this team. I By the in. way, I hear you. And also, I feel like I have to wear it a little bit because I'm a man of great honor, the highest mm. integrity. I have to say, um, like the late, great Jerry Orbach says, I have to invoke it at the end of Dirty Dancing. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Mm. I was really, really misguided. Sal tried to talk me off the ledge. Jeff Schwartz tried to talk me out of it. I Who? nevertheless pressed ahead and said, everybody bet the under 56 and a oh, half yeah. Browns and Cowboys. Come on. Sometime, at some point, this has to end. This trend can't continue to go. 
I was wrong and I'm embarrassed and you're just I'll try to do anybody, better. It's not even that game, but you're just and every you know, I talk to the sharps like, yeah, Vegas and Fandle and the sports books are gonna catch up, but they're gonna adjust the overs, they're gonna catch up this week. The overs were seven, three, and one again. This is just a lot of points. There's a lot of weird defensive plays that puts the offense in good field position. And it's just going to, we're going to see a lot of scoring for better or worse. So I don't know. You, you have another it. week to take advantage. You like it, right? Yeah. I love scoring. I love points. Yeah. Um, did you love Tom Brady throwing for five touchdowns against the Chargers? Five. We have to check oh. in on your emotions here, Charlotte, mm, every week. I had a hard time with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm At first, you know, he throws a pick six and I'm like, yeah. ha and then, and I'm like, well, oh my God, you know, cause last week I was like, I mean, if Herbert does this, if Justin Herbert beats Tom Brady, that would be wild and kind of exciting for me. And then mm-hmm. Brady comes back from a 17 point de- deficit, five touchdowns to five different receivers. He, you know, ties a record for oldest guy to do that. And I was just mm. like, God damn it. And, you know, <laughs> and I think Arians after the game, he was like, you know, that's a game that last year we totally lose, you know, and, and it, yep. you did see the Brady that I came to know and love so much where you, you can be down, but you feel really confident because he's on the field and then he pulls it out. Like he, he comes through when it matters and he is so mentally just keyed in and able to do that. And he's not the kind of guy who's going to embarrass himself several times in one season. Like I bet that first game spooked him. Uh, Mm -hmm. and since then he's been like, okay, let's try to avoid that. Also Gronk looks old, like Gronk, yeah. He, it is weird seeing him on the field. It makes more sense to me to see Brady out there than to see Gronk playing football again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a fun game. I think Herbert did really well against against the Bucs and it was exciting, but it just he couldn't do it. And I Cam being sick and Tom being really good at the same time sucks. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So it's, but it's interesting. So he throws the pick six and you're like, ha ha. Uh, yeah, I, mean, that, I was that's a, a little bit because like I, I really do feel honestly like I don't think most Pats fans feel this way or they aren't admitting it. You know, everyone's like we support Tom. We want the best for him. You know, if he gets seven, if we can't be in the in the Super Bowl, at least he can and he can get seven. And I'm like, screw that. Like, I don't want him to win seven without us. Like, I don't yeah. want him to have been able to waltz out of here and and have that same kind of success. I would love for it to turn out that it really was a partnership between Belichick and Brady. It wasn't that like this guy is just pure magic and he left us, you know, like that yeah, sucks. Right. I don't want that. I, I'm so far removed from being a fan of a franchise that was as, as well an oiled machine as the Patriots were. But I'm trying to think, Dave, what I think I would be like Charlotte and root against Tom. Uh, oh, yeah. I would be that. I do feel like just from my text exchanges with other Patriots fans, they felt bad for him after the pick six. But that's a great emotional turmoil, too, because no, you go from I wish feeling I bad I for him. I feel like an asshole. And then he then he kills you. And the, then it's like, oh, screw this guy. It's so much fun. The, the head games, it's playing on people. But I, I, I think I'd be in Charlotte's camp. I'd, I'd have to fully root against him. Am I just am I awful and petty or am I honest? Yes, no, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, you don't, are. don't let don't let these too cool for school um, sports fans, sports media pe- members talk you out of your emotions. That's what's fun about it. All of this, all of this stuff is what's good about sports and people right? who want to turn it into a math equation are missing the whole point of it. It's easy to be magnanimous if you're a Patriots fan, so long as Cam Newton is playing well and they're in contention and so on. This is where it turns now. Now you're watching. Now it's the inverted Raymond Bork, if you'll remember, 
what was that? Was that still in the 21st century? It's hard to remember. Maybe it was the <laughs> tail end of the 20th century. Either way, Raymond Bork, a high-end defenseman for the Boston Bruins, you know, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer and all of that in hockey lore, one of the best to ever do it, leaves in the twilight of his career, goes and spends two months with the Colorado Avalanche, gets a Stanley Cup for his troubles, and the people of Boston are so desperate to celebrate anything, if you can believe it, in that window, mm. that they throw a parade for Raymond Bork. There was no dignity in that. Like He won it right. for the Colorado Avalanche, and you're running him down the streets of Boston to celebrate because you're <laughs> you have so little to cheer for? No dignity in that, and now... All of a sudden, uh, you know, nothing but titles in Boston. But I think this is going to be the opposite of it. And again, it's all full circle now. Now Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. You're going to throw him a parade, Boston? I just, I mean, right, exactly. Like, it sucks. I don't want someone to, I don't want someone to leave, to break up with me and then go date someone mm-hmm. and and not yeah. only who's like more fun than I am, but then mm-hmm. like look super happy and have such a great time. Like I don't want, I can't stomach that. Like that no, sucks. No, that's exactly right, Charlotte. You've just, you, you nailed it. When teams, forget just a player. How about when a whole team leaves a city and some people in that city that just got dumped are like, I still like them. Like, you send wedding gifts to your ex-girlfriend too? Like, what are you talking about? You're happy for these people. That that's a you misses the whole point. Now, I will say on the other side of things, uh-huh. um, as Charlotte touched on with uh, with Justin Herbert, there, man, oh man, I get it. Eric DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom do a great job perennially for Baltimore, but Tom Telesco, man, his his rate of success in the draft is a little under celebrated, I think, and it also points to. What uh, a recurring theme on this show is for uh, uh, that I like to point to is this thing about like you got to obsessively got to get a QB. What are we going to do? Got to hold on to a QB. Got to move heaven and earth to get this QB. It's pretty easy to get QBs these days. There, there, there are two to four that have a first round pedigree in every draft. Jameis Winston is a backup right now. Cam Newton was out there until uh, 11 minutes before the season kicked off. It's what's the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? There really isn't one. Um, but Justin Herbert does appear to be the real deal. And the Chargers, solid man. They, and, and they're uh, again, though, at this point, the, the story of the Chargers is, um, man, they're a whisker away from being real contenders in, in the AFC in a loaded AFC. But well, uh, yeah, Herbert, uh, they got they got a little lucky. It's funny. The irony for them is they have so many injuries, the Chargers every year that the one to Tyrod Taylor kind of I'm not making light of Tyrod Taylor's injury, but that injury actually greased the skids to turn the page to uh, to a franchise QB, yeah. it would seem. And they're looking almost uh, San Francisco 49ers-esque with the injuries now. Add uh, Austin Eckler to the list. I mean, Herbert's touchdowns were to guys named Donald Parham, Jalen Guyton, and Tyron Johnson. Those were his touchdown passes yesterday. I have all of those jerseys. You have them all, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's very strange. Um, And yet I was like, ah, yeah, he throws that one bad ball a game. Cares the average quarterback throws five bad balls a game, you know. I know it's an ugly, at least it's a deep interception downfield, it seems like, but lots of fun to watch that uh Chargers team. Unfortunately, I just think it's too many uh injuries now to catch up, but they play the Saints Monday night. That's gonna be a fun one to tune into. Um, oh Charlotte, your uh your your grown sons battled oh my Bengals Jaguars. Um Did borrow they ever? another one. I just I know Tua, I don't even know if Tua's 
ready to play yet. It, it, feel, it feels like he's still injured on every injury um, report. But I love seeing these rookie quarterbacks. I love watching Joe Burrow. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like Minshew, too. It was a good yeah. battle. Yeah, you know, my two large adult sons, my my dirtbag hero mm-hmm. from Florida dirt and my pride hero. of Cincinnati, yeah, uh, going into the second half, it was tied 10-10. And I was still kind of conflicted because like I, I didn't I don't know. I, I didn't really mm-hmm. know where my emotions were going to go with it. And then as the Bengals pulled ahead, as Joe Burrow got his first win in the NFL, I was thrilled. I was like, OK, I guess Joe's my favorite son because I'm happier for him than I am sad for Gardner. And the truth of it is that, I mean, Burrow's a franchise quarterback like Burrow could be a really, truly great talent. And oh, yeah. he's he's he threw for what is it? I There's a stat that I had written down that I can't remember now. I think it was 300 yards across three games as a rookie, which is the first first in NFL history. I mean, like this guy can be a historic player. Um, and so seeing that start to pay off or seeing, I mean, as bad as the Bengals are like seeing that he can take him to a win and then afterwards tweet winning is fun, which is very self-deprecating. And I thought kind of great. Um, you know, I did, it was exciting to see. And I, I hope that it's at least a little bit of brightness to keep him going because I don't know how often this is going to happen. Oh, I I was just going to say, I mean, he's good. 25 for 36, 300 yards, touchdown helps when Mixon uh mixes it up a little for him he had 150 oh. yards finally he broke out took some pressure off of uh joe burrow but man he is still taking monster hits whether it's in the pocket or if he scrambles right by the sidelines you just wonder how much longer that Bengal. you can't talk enough about how bad that offensive line is for the Bengals. it's just criminal like at a certain point <laughs> i don't know how they i don't i don't know is I it it, I may, know. it upsets me it upsets me they don't even wear masks either. That's another thing. <laughs> we won't even get into that with the offensive line. But uh, Joe Burrow is fun. Um, I mean, that, uh, but further proof of uh, of the point. Obviously, he was a, he he would appear to be coming out of LSU, a generational talent. But then again, that's kind of hyperbolic because there are generational talents times two or three in every draft. Um, but yeah, he it does he, seem he, like he, it. Yeah. He looks phenomenal. And speaking of look, I think we should all. Be thankful that at minimum, yeah, it was a nice game to watch for for Charlotte because she loves both those guys. But uh-huh. um, I thank goodness that the Jags got rid of those two tone helmets. For a couple yes, because if they would have had to wear those against the Bengals, I would have thrown up. I would. I would. I don't remember to- what those look like. I had oh. that written down. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that torment me. I'm trying to focus on the game, but in the back of my mind, I'm just I'm just giving thanks. You know, like thank, <laughs> thank goodness that that well, they, remember the old helmet? It looked kind of like it was like gold in the back and black. Yeah, it, yeah. Looked, it looked like a you don't like that. It looked like yeah. a Rolo candy left in a hot car for too long. You know, oh, yeah. it was like all melted right. out, you know. But yes. I like Rolos. I like Rolos. I'm not gonna say they're all right. Yeah, um, they're pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Bengals, Jaguars, no matter the outcome, there are worse teams than the Bengals and Jaguars out there. The Jets are worse. The Giants are worse. The entire NFC East is worse. No, there, there's, a, there's a bunch of bad ones. Even the good ones are bad. The Falcons we'll see tonight. The Texans have blown it. They're now 0-4. Uh, Dave, I want to talk about Baltimore-Washington. It landed right on 14. You're minus three promotion you and Jeff Schwartz host minus three right here on the Extra Points Podcast Network. Usually it's fade Jeff Schwartz, but you know, he didn't, I, I guess he didn't feel strongly enough about a team uh to fade. So what you guys did was said, hey, FanDuel, give us Baltimore. What kind of line can you give us? I think they took it from 13 and a half to 12 and a half. 
you were safe either way. I don't know how Washington came back. They had like 80 yards rushing, didn't do anything really offensively, but they cut it to 14 pretty close with the spread. I thought they'd win by 30. Oh, it got scary there for a second. I say, phew, because uh, yeah, I I was with you. It was really motivated um, for us by really like, you know, I'm coming from a Steelers fan place here. And so we were, let, let's do something in favor of Steelers fans who have nothing to really watch. Let's hate bet the Ravens because we right. know they're going to win. Let's not put ourselves. Now, I, I'll i never advocate betting against my own team, but I, I and I know this is a close cousin to it, but I figured why why pretend like we think Washington might be in this ball game? Let's ha- let's let's roll with the Ravens for one week here, right. and 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 we barely survived that one. If they would have done that, it. then I would have definitely not liked the Ravens ever again. They, <laughs> then <laughs> I would have really been upset with the Ravens if they would have blown <laughs> this one. But thank goodness they held on. It's so funny all the conflicting emotions. Poor uh, Charlotte has to choose between like seventeen quarterbacks a week. <laughs> Is she happy for Tom? Is she not? And then Burrow goes against Minshew. It's very. I hail, I hail Charlotte for the no jive policy. These Patriots fans who want to pretend to the world and to the person looking back at them in the mirror that they have no opinion on this or that their heart and gut aren't telling them anything about watching their hero who hoisted six Lombardis. I don't care. Good for him. Hey, hey. Good luck to you, Tom, down there in Florida. Yeah, that's that's how you feel about it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you know, if the Pats were doing great and the Bucks were doing slightly worse. I'd be like, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, no, yeah, I love right. Tom. It's fine. You know, when like- you're two and two after tonight and the bills are four and oh, and the bucks are emerging and let's see what the Packers do tonight. When the, when they're starting to emerge as maybe the best team in the NFC and starting to mm. track towards as the buzz, like is Tom Brady nah, going to nah. play host is, are the bucks going to host the Super Bowl this year? That's going to make oh. Patriots fans sick when your team isn't even in the playoffs. I hate it. I, I don't think it. they're there yet. I don't think they're there yet. I think they're behind three uh, NFC East teams. Still. Oh, I'd lo- well, <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to hear you <laughs> list off three NFC teams better than the Bucks. Well, right I now. still think New Orleans is better. I mean, they hold a, a head-to-head win, and they'll play, and they're starting to get back in the groove, and we have still not seen Michael Thomas. I think Green Bay is fantastic, should be spoken of in the terms of Kansas City and uh, Baltimore and with offense. And... um what did I say? Three teams ahead? Maybe there's just two. Well, um, I will. I, I would like to throw out because we haven't Seattle, discussed them. But uh, number forty-one. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I, I see it. Pedestrian victory down there in Miami. I guess they are. Flores and company are giving everybody a a tough ball game, or, or more often than not. But mm. um, I don't think we're celebrating forty-one Kamara enough there. That that that's one of those people that glibly best best back in the game. Whoever you're watching in a given mm. weekend, but Alvin Kamara is the best back in the game. Right. He I mean, was, he, uh, he, he's so much fun I was to watch commenting yesterday, the way he stutter steps in the hole and in open space reminds me a little of Levy and bell in his prime where he would mm. just stop in the hole and then <laughs> for like a full two Mississippi count and then decide what he's going to do. He's really, he's bailed the saints out a lot. And you know, breeze's numbers were great. His percentage is almost always great. What did he have here? I don't even know what 19 for 25 for 246. That offense will still be tough to beat uh, down the stretch. Uh, we spoke about Green Bay. That's one of the games tonight. Minus six, 56 and a half is the FanDuel line against Atlanta. I think Atlanta has another uh, another garbage game in them where they're either winning or come back and keep it close. I'm taking Atlanta and the points. Anyone have an opinion on this? Really? Yeah, I know it sounds stupid, but 
I really do. I don't know how much Green Bay gets up for this, and wait, I think wait, wait. it's kind You're of a shootout. Okay. I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll cover. I'm not yeah. going to make a no, bold, no, no. I, 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 know. I just. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> first, of all, there should be a ton, a ton of points, but uh, and they say Jones and Ridley are playing. So you know the Packers faced a Detroit team without Galladay. They faced the Saints team without Michael Thomas. Looked like they were going to get lucky again without Julio Jones and the Falcons, but. You know, they're going to have to play their best defense tonight. Can I tell you something? I was holding on to it for yeah. uh, for um, a minute from now. I'm with you, Sal. I think that really? I think the foul. Yeah, at least, I mean, that's that's too many points to be given the Packers right now. Let's uh, let's take a look at who it's Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to be throwing the ball to. It might right. be me. I might have to get on. Is a that plane. right? I might have to jump on a plane in the next few minutes. You're to, jumping on a plane. Charlotte's driving to Buffalo. You got. You're not supposed to be traveling this much, guys. It's, yeah, well, you know, desperate times. So <laughs> the other game uh, we mentioned, it's going to kick off what an hour before Kansas City home minus ten and a half, forty nine and a half over New England. Those you could go and bet those on Fanduel. Yes, Fanduel. All right, listen to what Fanduel's doing now. I promise they did not put me in charge of the sports book for a day. That would be a disaster, but they have the same game parlay, something something they asked me to come up with. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons on FanDuel right now, plus six. I'm taking the New England Patriots, plus 10.5. It's a same game parlay. You lose, you get up to $10 in site credit. Pretty damn good. Sunday, Monday night football, Thursday night football, you could do for all three, so many different combinations. You could play with these parlays, props, point totals, money lines. I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. And the best part, like I said, they'll refund the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. Different risk-free parlay every week, all season long, free money. Are you kidding me? I'm going Atlanta plus six. I'm going New England plus 10 and a half. We already have our Chiefs bet, Dave. That's going to be good, right? I think I love I think it. We, we got it. That's the big one. Let's let's bring it on home here. Uh, uh, meatloaf. Two out of three would be bad in this case, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We want to hit all three. Right, right. Two, so right. we need because uh, three out of three makes us glad. There the, you uh, go. But I think that the teaser appeals to me here. Go Falcons plus sixteen and a half, Ooh. and then the Chiefs to win. How's that? That that. That's gonna well, work but out, you need right? a third. You need a third team. Though, oh, I'm, I'm counting the ten. Point. Right, right, right. Okay, so make it twelve and a half. I, I mean, are the Packers gonna whip the Falcons? They're just gonna they're gonna humiliate them by double digits. Hard to imagine with um with uh, Adams and even Lazard out of this one for the Packers. I think it's close. I think it's close. Just sign up with promo code that is fanduelcom slash extra points so they know we sent you. Uh, you already have an account. You're good to go. Same game parlays, risk-free, all NFL's, NFL season long, only on FanDuel Sportsbook app. Don't forget to use promo code extra points. 21 or older, present New Jersey, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa. You're going to refund issue as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. The max refund is $10. Terms apply. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 Gambler in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. And in Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF-FANDUEL.COM slash extra points. Couple more things. We didn't really hit the uh, COVID thing. I'm not sure the Tennessee Titans are ever playing again. 
Would that be interesting, Dave? If they end up 3-0, I know they had, uh, uh, for the first time in like uh, 17 weeks, they had no positive tests this morning. But if they end up 3-0, I was asking this of Simmons, do the, do the Dolphins undefeated season of 72, is that, is that, there's an asterisk by it because the Titans will have finished undefeated. Do they still get to celebrate? I'm not sure how that works. Interesting question. I'm not sure who Simmons is, but either way, you, you raise you, you raise a uh, you raise a fine question um, around that. You know, I said about 15 years ago, I, I you know, and I still it's not been a hundred percent resolved for me. Mm. I feel like it might be a conspiracy theory to see if we're really paying attention the ten the existence of the Tennessee Titans. Are they really there? Do we know? Does, does anybody really know about the Tennessee Titans? They're such a weird, murky team. Mm. They're such a weird franchise in a weird spot. This lends credence to my theory that they may not actually exist, and they're a test to see oh. if football fans are. I would have attention. been with you until last year. But yeah, kind of. Yeah, it does I kind of fell up. in love with the Titans last year, and I think Mike Mike Vrabel is the. Uh, what do you mean you fell in? You can't fall in love the team that ended your dynasty. They, well, they, you fell in love with them. That's sort of why I was like, you know what? If we have to lose, then I would like the mm. team that beat us to go as far as possible. Oh, I see. Um, okay. And it was just, it was a fun team to cover. I, I was at the um, divisional round in the AFC championship and there was just, I, I liked, I liked that team. Um, and I would be very sad if they never played again, but that's it. also we, we don't know, you know, that could the, be it. This the is Tennessee a- Titans. They're done. We'll never <gasps> see them play again. <laughs> it's a vintage. Uh, if you have Tennessee Titans clothes, bring them to like the, you know, Bring them to like the vintage store. You can maybe get a lot of money for them. They used to be a team in the NFL, but all all kidding aside, we are on pins and needles every single morning. I don't know. Maybe it's different for you, Charlotte, being on the East Coast. We wake up on the West Coast and like, we're going to, right, Dave? It's like, it's like, what garbage fire are we about to? Yeah, exactly. Who, who, I mean, I feel that way too. It's negative. A lot of the time, the news breaks while I'm awake as opposed to when I'm asleep. So, yeah, I don't know what's better, but I I do get nervous. I likened it to a reverse Christmas morning because you wake up, you're like, okay, I'm going to slowly pick the phone up. I'm going to slowly look and see if the Saints tested positive or not. And, God bless you if you're running any kind of fantasy league this year. Good luck trying to make anybody happy. It's uh, it's really, really crazy. But they, I don't know. They, I'm trying. I, I, my default reaction is to get mad at the league no matter what because I'm a child. But I guess they're handling everything correctly. No, you're I just a sports fan. Am I? Is that it? I just. That's all that I, is. I also try to make sense of it. But the Falcons, AJ Terrell tested positive last Friday. The whole team got to play. I guess the difference is because they didn't have to travel. So is the answer get these teams on a plane Tuesday so that they could That's get the ahead point. of one test? I don't know. Right. Or in a black SUV. I don't know where you're going <laughs> to drive. I don't know how you're going to do it. Um but that's that's the point. I don't know if you heard. There's uh, yeah, there's a lot of news going on every day, and it's not just sports news. Um, it, it just mm-hmm. keeps on going and going, and and it does seem specific to this that um, that it's the lag you talk about. Okay, mm-hmm. Cam Newton's positive. Um, anybody else have it? If the answer is no, so we're good to go. That could change in six hours oh sure now, now a new well, test that's what... I, I i mean I, i'm so like you talk about pins and needles and being paranoid and everything there's a chance by the time you're literally listening to my voice right now you're saying to yourself these guys are behind the times because now that game got canceled in arrowhead because more mm-hmm. tests uh cropped up there it's i mean like it, it's that that lag is 
what is the problem for sports and beyond. I mean, that's right. why the that's why the protocol doesn't seem to make the most sense to me. Like, I, I think it's kind of irresponsible to put these guys on a plane and, you know, they're going to have to be bus drivers who take them places. And mm. I mean, you don't the, the way the virus works is that everybody tests negative until they test positive. Like it's not it's not that once right. you test negative, you're not going to test positive. And like mm -hmm. if you're around guys who had it, but you test negative for the two days after. What about the third? What about the fourth? Like and by mm -hmm. that point, you know, I, I just I and again, I don't know the answer. Like everybody wants to do their jobs. Everybody wants to have games. Everybody wants to be able to make this work. So I just well, they, they, they said so one thing. Well, the, the Patriots took two planes, one guys who were in contact with <laughs> Cam Newton and guys, the other that weren't and staff members and everything. So maybe does everyone get their own plane? I think that's pretty good. That's a if neat everybody idea. gets their own plane, just but like I mean, 130 planes. What if no, there's a guy who was in contact with Cam Newton who tested yeah. negative, right. who then talks to a guy who wasn't in contact with Cam Newton and he mm -hmm. tests negative. And then the other guy turns out he is positive. You know, it's just like the, yeah, it's hard Listen, to logic. Charlotte, Everybody laughed when I tried to get a bubble in a bubble rock. Oh, actually, I nobody didn't laugh. laughed. No, nobody laughed. That's why we discontinued the, uh, <laughs> the bit. No, no. Uh, I was for it. A bubble seems to be the only way that these things are, you know, you can virus proof something. And they want to, I think there's plans or there's talk to make a bubble for the playoffs, much like baseball did. NBA, obviously, in a bubble, but they also test every day. So that would cut down. If they did that, they would cut down on false positives and stuff like that. You wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, it does feel like NFL could do a little better job with the with the protocol. But again, I don't know what I mean, the I don't know. Though. I, I'm I, not a doctor. I, like, I don't on know one hand, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, legitimately, it's it, it, it it's kind of wise cracking, but it's also uh, sort of uh, being honest about the human experience that guys who aren't incented specifically my team is zero and four my team is one and nine like what you know i know professionalism and the paycheck and everything else but the um the immediacy of or the urgency of we got to stay healthy as a team and nobody can be the weak link of this is not going to hold as much water for the houston texans or the new york jets as it is for the kansas city chiefs mm -hmm. come thanksgiving and december and beyond so that's one concern and then best case scenario even is in you know football terms you know, we all we, we've been talking now for three months about asterisking the season and what does it mean and all this and all of this. But for real, what if the Patriots miss the playoffs by one game and you look back and point it as like, yeah, but we had to play with Brian Hoyer against the Chiefs, mm -hmm. you know, like how are, are there going to be instances of that 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 mark the season or the Patriots going to feel like we got screwed by that one game and the right. Steelers and Titans, they got to push. I mean, right now, Steelers and Titans fans are like, why are, why are we playing? But they are playing the, the other side of it could be, why did they yeah. get to delay their game? And we didn't get that. There's going to be that kind of stuff, but you know, we, I guess I'm we surprised. knew it was going to be imperfect when we went yeah. into this thing. So I'm surprised we haven't heard from Patriots fans. Oh, what a screw job. Why don't right. we move this to week seven with Cam? Cam versus Mahomes is so much better for us. Really, they're just giving us a loss. Might as well make us forfeit. Now we're a double-digit uh, underdog in Arrowhead. I will say, out of everything I've heard, the one thing they shouldn't do is, I read something like the coaches got together or the coaches, some prominent coaches have theorized that they should shut down football for two weeks, reschedule everything, go to a shorter schedule. Like, 
the owners are going to laugh at this. The owners, as bad as things are and as uncertain as things are, they're close to getting half their stadiums full at the end of October. There's move. So, so they're not stopping the season, A. B, they shouldn't because who's to say this? we're going to be better off in three weeks than we are now. I think you just have to keep going. And that's keep, right. You're um, that's right? exactly right. What, what, Sal. what are we going to do? Why is it going to be better in November? I that? hate I hate to say that our stupid fantasy league is somehow um, representative of uh, of the nation or sure at least is. about about pro football. But that's exactly. I mean, like the delusion required to be like, well, what, what, okay, we've only had to delay the one game so far. Like you know, we're we're getting by. Like yeah, well that that is great. As long as you assume that we have no further issues, this is all working out great. What's going right. to happen once we get into the buy, uh, the sequence of buy weeks and everything else, and you don't have any pad? To, I mean, it, it, it's overly optimistic to me to think like, oh, well, we've we've gotten over that little speed bump. Yeah, have we? Are we past it now? Or are we moving into a a window where our society, by those who predict such things, are saying? Oh yeah, we're about to move into a real tough stretch for for the country in terms of dealing with COVID here. So I yeah, it's I don't like to indulge that. I, I get the instinct though to be like, don't I, I can't take anymore. We need football. Let's just finish the season. Bottom line, bubble rock was the idea. Yes. Let's, let's bubble it up here because for real, that's how the season is gonna end. We Otherwise, it's very murky. If you're listening for the first time or weren't aren't familiar with our bubble rock idea, we thought early on that the NFL needs to be in a bubble. We looked right in Charlotte's backyard, which she abandoned, by the way, in Maine. Uh, the bubble rock trail has the name. Perfect. Tons of land. We wanted to bubble it up in Maine. We got as far as we had a guy on board who was going to speak um, at a town hall meeting for us. And then we thought he got COVID and we're like, all right, maybe this isn't a good idea. So <laughs> I think that was it. We uh we left it and uh and Charlotte uh, fled to New York and that's where we are right now with the bubble. Um, but listen, let's be positive. Yes. And let's bring our friends from Crown Royal on. Crown Royal believes being a royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That's how to crown your game day. You could even at home, you'll get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. Remember though to have a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins a game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. Now, during our water break, Charlotte, you and I are going to take a look back at a team or a player, rather, some kind of athlete, not necessarily football, but this weekend, someone we felt truly elevated their game. Um, you and I are going to look back. Dave is going to look forward to Monday night. Who is your crown royal water break athlete of the week? My crown Royal water break athlete of the week is Odell Beckham Jr. Because mm. sorry, Sal, um, but he had three touchdowns for the Browns against the Cowboys. And that was the first time he'd done that since 2015. Yeah. And, you know, including that last 50 yard catch, which sort of put the game away. And I think that people had been saying, you know, should should the Browns trade him if they can't make it work like he and Baker aren't clicking what do you do here? What, you know, is he over? Um, and I think he's mm -hmm. just such a great talent that it was really fun to see him have a game like this and prove that he does still have it. And, uh, who knows? Maybe this, maybe this is the beginning of a, of a mm. ODB resurgence, but, um, I, it was fun to watch. So I was there for it.
All right. How dare you, Charlotte? I yeah, said this well. was supposed to be positive and uplifting and you bring <laughs> Odell. He did everything except what I thought he would do. Uh, uh, spike the ball on the on the star at the 50 yard line. He didn't he really do embarrassed. that. He, he didn't. didn't. I, he, he, I, I, it either slipped his mind or he had the wherewithal not to do it. He had uh, inflicted Dang, enough I went, pain. Oh, if only we had a time machine, that would have been great. He's just. No, a, no. Yeah, Sal said he was going to. I bring, I bring <laughs> it's the only thing he did it. But he did. Um, how about this? My water break uh, athlete of the weekend, Holly Holm. Doesn't have to be all guys, Charlotte. You're always talking about the guys. How about oh, sorry, the female athletes? You guys set the lineup for all men's sports. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to talk about Holly Holm, 39 years old, MMM fighter, former champion, best fight of her life. I include that Ronda Rousey fight in there. She beat up Irene Aldana, who it was a ba- basically a pick em fight. 187 strikes, 154 significant strikes, five takedowns. She was a machine right there on Fight Island for the UFC card. Good for you, Holly Holm. But by the way, back muscles like that, that never end. Very scary, scary. Holly Holm, looking great, 39 years old. That is my Crown Royal uh, Water Break Athlete of the Week. Dave, look ahead now. Who's I'll gonna, look, who's I'll look ahead. I'll look back. I'll look through eternity. The greatest player to ever play a sport, Mario Lemieux. Happy birthday to him. He wears the crown as the greatest hockey player. But to the matter (laughs) at hand, Monday night football, we could celebrate the reigning king of quarterbacks and the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. But I'd like to give a special shout out to Aaron Rodgers, who wore that crown for about a decade. That's a pretty nice long stretch in the QB era, in an era that included Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady, and Ben Roethlisberger, and Russell Wilson, and so on and so forth. Aaron Rodgers, I think, rightly could be pointed at as the greatest talent, not just of the era, but in the history of the position, in the history Mm. of football, the greatest talent. Now, he may be usurped over the course of the next decade by Patrick Mahomes, but 15 hasn't done it yet. And for longevity in terms of high-end performance, Aaron Rodgers remains the king of all. He wears the crown. And tonight, one of his greatest tests, except that it's been his test for his career. When you look back through his career, who are the high-end receivers he's had? Devontae Adams is easily the best pass catcher he's ever had. Now he doesn't have him or Alan Lazard. Who is Alan Lazard? Nobody without Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and now Aaron Rodgers probably is going to make a star of somebody you've never heard of tonight. I'm still, though, with Sal on the Falcons plus six and a half, right? All I, right. We could but, have both. But we could have a big Aaron moment Rodgers to, day. And take the, a uh, moment the to enjoy the king of uh, football, the guy who wears the belt or did wear it for a long time. Absolutely. Speaking of kings, that was your crown royal water break moment. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Hey, Charlotte, another uh, winner. I'm going to give you another female sports. We're not talking about enough. Seattle Storm tonight. They finish off Las Vegas. They're laying eight and a half points. Sue Bird, big, so unselfish. Dishing out dime everywhere. She's going to score 22 with 11 uh, assists, and that'll be the end of the WNBA season. Seattle Storm, minus eight and a half tonight. Uh, now, back Seattle to the- Storm are favored or is favored? Oh, come I on. I mean, I'd say that's the can I don't of worms. Know. Is, and then technically. Worms. Is? It's technically uh, is, but it sounds weird. Well, the Miami Heat is back in the series against the Lakers. Um, they win game three. Jimmy Butler, Charlie went nuts. What, it was 40, 40 points? points? 
40 points, triple he was, double. But this had this had to happen. Like if the Heat wanted to have any chance, Jimmy had to have an out of his mind mm-hmm. night. And I don't know that he can do that for another, what, three games. But yeah, well, um, I, I was just thrilled that the Heat didn't get swept. I all I wanted, I think it would be great if LeBron wins uh, this title, but I did. I do want a competitive series. I keep getting really mad that we can't see a full healthy team because I think with Bam and Dragic, it would have been really fun and they could have given the Lakers as much a run for their money as anybody. Um, And instead, Jimmy had to put the team on his back. But that was a fun game. I, I mean, that was the most fun I've had watching basketball since the series started. So. It's so funny because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, for the Heat to have a chance, they need a Jamal Murray player. They need a, a, a Lillard, someone who gets 50 points. They just don't have that. And then Butler comes along. You know what the best, the most impressive stat out of this triple-double, which, by the way, a triple-double for Butler paid 50-1 to 1 odds like that, that he would get a, a triple-double. I did not, of course not. That he would be the high scorer was 10-1 to 1 odds. So that's, that's how far-fetched this was. Um, he did it. He really... I was thinking like they have to do this. They have to have a player like this. They also have to have the referees do their part. Anthony Davis had four fouls. He was in foul trouble early. I don't know. I don't think it's like, I don't want to say it's like pro wrestling, but um, they tried in game two, right? To bring them back. They had 37 free throw made to 10 by the Lakers, but the Lakers still dominated them so much in the paint. It didn't matter. So what are the refs do? Like, all right, we got to take AD out. And even with that, Jimmy Butler has to have an insane, insane game. And I'm with you, Charlotte. I don't think this can, keeps up. Um, LeBron left the court, left the court early. There was time on the clock. He left. He was getting dressed. He was changing. He was at his hotel room already. Um, what do you think? Lakers come up big, Dave? Yeah, I say screw this. I but my one <laughs> my one bet on this one was Lakers sweep, and I thought yeah. the sports god smiled on me. No, no celebrating the injuries to the Heat. But I thought, well, now it's in the bag now. I mean, obviously, they're going to sweep this series. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not quite clear on how that happens to the Lakers. No matter. The Lakers are obviously going to end up winning the title here. Uh, a little speed bump, but a costly one for Damashek and anyone who listens. Eh. What I did want to say is, Butler, the most impressive stat was no three-pointers. He did this with no three-pointers. It was like a good old-fashioned beatdown. How many times did you see a guy score 40 with no three-pointers? Like, Akeem harder. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I was thinking more, uh, it was a very Bernard King esque, you know, like the, 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 a guy who could fill it up, but never depended on a three ball to do it. You it's know who great. couldn't hit a three? Who? Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Right. He just kept trying and just kept failing. And I was like, I admire it, but at, at a certain point, maybe we should try something else here. Pal. Yeah, if if you thought that they would have, I don't know if you looked at the stats, I don't know how many threes they made, but overall the team wasn't anywhere close to what they're used to. If you looked at those no. numbers, you're like, oh, the Lakers are going to win this game by 20. As it is now for game four, they're favored by seven and a half on FanDuel. 219 and a half is the over-under. If you like the heat for this series, maybe you think Bam comes back. Maybe you think Dragic comes back. Plus 870, you're getting almost nine to one odds if you like the heat to come back in this series. I don't see it. The favored result, as Dave says, is that the Lakers win the next two. You get minus 150. 
that the Lakers win in five. Charlotte, do Hall and Oates get a uh, a championship ring if uh, if the Heat win? I think they kind of should. Hopefully, Jimmy well, Butler. the other Michelob Ultra ad that I think is really fun is the AD Jimmy Butler one, where it's like it it's only worth it if you're enjoying yeah. yourself or whatever. And I was like, I mean, they did find some very nice footage of both of those guys smiling, but I also think both of those guys are probably not going to be sad to leave Disney World. That's true. Yeah, that's absolutely it's true. It's a fun it was, ad, though. Those ads just make me feel real good. They pick fun 80s tunes, and I just... Isn't it nice to put a smile on someone's face once I did in a while? listen. It's, I've started listening to You Make My Dreams even more regularly than I did yeah. before because of that ad, so... Um, let's go to the, our, our mailbox here, our email box, I guess. It's the Extra Points Gang. I'm sorry, what is it? The, the Extra, po- extra Points <laughs> Gang at gmail.com. Don't let those two back-to-back E's trip you up. Yeah, I really screwed that up. The extra points gang at gmail.com. Uh, here is um, somebody wrote this. Hey guys, love the show. However, I must point out the obvious flaw in Dave's field goal box idea in football. While it would certainly make kicks from 40 yards and in more difficult to make and easier to call and also easier for the defense to block because it would require a lower trajectory, it does not make anything outside of that distance more difficult. Those kicks never reach the crossbar at a height that would be over the box. The only real solution here is to use the tr- top tracer technology used at Top Golf and now being used on PGA Tour TV coverage combined with the tennis shot spot, oh my mm. god, technology wow. and have it play on the stadium video board after the kick is complete takes all the guesswork out of it and Dave and the refs won't have to pass out looking at the clouds anymore. Dave's um solution to the kick over the upright that the referees have no idea if it went in or out was to square off the right well, complete the square that's all or rectangle, well, it's a rectangle whatever. right yeah it's whatever the hell it is so you're saying the ball has to go through the rectangle now has a um has that's an right extra because upright, and by the way by the yeah. way the thing i thought the what what what, the, what this guy was gonna be pointing out is that then shorter kicks are more challenging that's right. That's exactly right. You can't just boot the hell out of the ball from uh, 30 yards away and have it soar up over everything. You got to get it through the the target. It, uh, kicking has way too much influence. Field goal kickers and the quality of the field goal kicker impacts the game more than the framers of football ever intended. It's too but, much. So you're it's gotten out of hand. The framers, literally the framers, if they frame this <laughs> off, Correct. teams Correct. will... Teams will not try as many field goals because it'll have just as much influence if they miss field goals, right? You're just you're just on the negative side of it. Or do you think this will lead to teams going for it? More? Well, uh, you know, as I I I have uh, more extreme thoughts on it too. I think that you should have to play five um, plays from the line of scrimmage in order to be eligible to kick field oh. goals. You can't. You shouldn't be able to bring some schnook off the sideline who has no. Uh, who, who has nothing to do with the actual game, but in the last three seconds can come out and decide it because he swings his leg good. I don't like mm. that. That's too specialized. See, I would argue for, that for it, curmudgeon Damashek's opinion. I like the ha- head-on kickers. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Sean. No, no, no. I, I'm just gonna <laughs> let that one sit. I'm gonna let that no. One. Come on. We, well, I like I head-on it's kickers. Like, They're fun. It's like saying when a, when a game comes down to a penalty kick and blaming the the game on the one person who misses it. Like maybe the team should have mm. put the team in a position where it's not up it's to true. the kicker. Maybe they should have scored a few more touchdowns. Maybe they should have been better. You know, like, I don't think it's fair 
to say that it rests on that guy. I think it rests on the team, and the result is that that guy has to make it. Well, kick. But, but the penalty kicker, the guy, by your uh, analogy, the pe- the guy taking the penalty kick is in the game, though. He's playing in the in the overall match. I, I don't. I, yeah, but the, so the is the kicker. Uh, I feel know? like, yeah, I mean, as dominant as the Patriots were, Adam Vinatieri is one of the greatest kickers of all time. I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of go hand in hand. You could argue the same thing. Maybe the quarterback shouldn't have such an influence on the game then. He plays. Oh. I, mean, I hear you. No, I, I hear the point. I just think that the that the nature of the game, the flow of the game and strategy and such is warped by guys who can make 57-yard field goals with any regularity. That wasn't mm-hmm. the intent of the way, you know, as they lay out the dimensions of the of the gridiron and so on. It was never um consi- and, and listen, believe me, I know the forward pass wasn't a part of uh of, of what goes on well, within also, the gridiron guys either. Like but 270 pounds. Yeah, there's a lot. lot yeah, there's a lot. No, I didn't know. Think baseball I players you. were going to slug at 440 feet. But in the super, I'm just looking at the, within the Super Bowl era, which to me is the modern era of pro football. Okay. And, and within within the Super Bowl era, we've gone from head-on kickers who make 40 plus yard field goals with. Uh, you know, two thirds of the time to to Justin Tucker swinging his leg and making uh, nine out of ten kicks that are um, you know fifty five plus. It's crazy. It's it, it it it's too much and it impacts the strategy for my taste in a negative way. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, there's a PS to this email. The PS is: Would oh. it kill the person whose phone keeps buzzing to turn it to silent? It's literally my only complaint about an otherwise magnificent podcast. Well, you just complained about Damashek's point, so it's not your only complaint. Um, would it kill the person? Oh, he's almost certainly talking about me here uh, with my phone keeps buzzing. Would it kill me to turn it to silent? I don't know. I don't think it would kill me, but Should I don't want to. Should we try get- it? I guess. Like, I, I don't think Is it COVID's- like the woman who takes the ribbon off her neck and her head yeah. falls off? But COVID's what if he dies, Charlotte? Me. Then what? What, what? what are you and me doing here? <laughs> what, know, we're just man. sitting here waiting for somebody to speak. You're right. You're just, I, uh, we better not risk it. Yeah, I don't want to get coronavirus. Will it kill me? Probably not. But I, do I want to risk it? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> actually, safe, I, so. I did throw my phone uh, about six feet back onto the couch. So hopefully um, there was no buzzing uh, heard. Thank you, Brian Manaback. Uh, the Extra Points Gang at gmail.com. The Extra Points Gang at gmail.com. Send us all your correspondence. There you go, Dave. Once again, you get hammered, I get hammered, and uh, nothing bad for Charlotte. Unbelievable. I just waltz out of there. <laughs> what do you got going on, Walter? Walter. Time, I was like, Walter? It's Wilder. <laughs> Walter Wilder. Um, <laughs> what do I got going on? Uh, NFL week four recap coming out mm-hmm. later today uh, at the Wilder things on Twitter and Instagram and uh, a column coming out on Fox Sports app that I need to figure out what I'm writing. <laughs> so, very good. That's my stuff. What about you guys? She, she's very busy. She's got brand new hair flaunting I it on Instagram all, all over Instagram. I have Instagram.com. I see you. Oh, wow. Look where I am now. You're, well, you're, did you're, I, I feel like I should, in that case, I, I tweeted this and I think I put it on Instagram too, but when, you know, in August in an act of desperation, I cut my own hair because right. uh, it was just driving me crazy. And I thought I did an okay job. And, you know, mm-hmm. my family and friends were like, yeah, you didn't totally botch that. And I saw my wonderful hair guy, Walt, also, if anyone mm-hmm. needs a hair guy in New York, hit me up because he's the best. Uh, and he just goes, <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, oh, honey, no. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all right. So um, I was humbled and then he fixed my hair. So I'm feeling good. 
Yeah, but to be fair, he might be great. What's he going to say? Like, oh, well, you did a great job. Don't don't come to me. Anymore. No, he was literally I'm like, you kind of have a rat tail. And I was like, oh, OK, well, we got to right. deal with that. I didn't notice it. We've been staring at you for months now. Because you can't see the um, back of my head. Yeah. Dave, by the way, I was thinking about it. Charlotte might be the person I've talked to more now without actually ever meeting. Wow. I'll have to think about it That's more. That's crazy. Um. And the other thing is, I every year I picked someone, my favorite person I met that year. Right. We're coming into the home stretch here. Yeah. But does this even qualify as oh me? My God. I've never seen her in person. Do to I figure, have to come I, to LA to ensure that I get this award? Can you even, can I do that in COVID? You're already I mean, driving to Buffalo. I don't know if true. it's, uh, it, it's not really on the way. I, I have true. to look at the rule book on this. Okay. this is wow. This really is exciting. I know the 2020 has been a dark year, but we are <laughs> yeah. in the home stretch. As long right. as we continue to get football, then we get Sal's awards, we get the Shecky Awards, Fruit of the Year, and all that. Mm-hmm. See, maybe we Do can I punctuate need to start all awards. The... Oh yeah, you need awards. Well, you might We're... be, you might receive one. So, uh, so uh, you know, <laughs> that's true. That's, for that's my pretty good. You're right. Person. I mean, I don't even know who the competition is for Sal right now, but well, I guess... I, again, over Zoom, I've met Jerry Ferrer, I've met Je- Jen Piacenti. Mm. I've, uh, you know, I, I, I have to look. I have to look. I've met a lot of people over Zoom. Um, Charlotte is definitely a the front runner right now. Wow. I, I have to look into this. Thank you, Sal. Um, I've not I'm met your blushing. hairdresser yet. Yeah, that could be that Walton, could be another addition. Yeah. yeah, maybe Walton. you just opened the uh, the door to yeah. a, to a loss true. for yourself there, Charlotte. That's true. Dave, minus three guys hit on the promotion. You fan yes, goal. You're like, hey, set us a line for the Ravens. That one, and you're gonna have another up episode up at the end of the week, right? That's exactly right. And uh, I'm proud to, speaking of hair-related matters, um, I texted you both to let you in on it. We talked last week about my vanity (laughs) Mm. and uh, my required Sal does it too. Um, We both use Topic. Shout out. We need a show sponsor. Topic, jump on in. If you're you're so inclined, we'll fill in. I'll even use Uh, it. Yeah, we'll all do it. (laughs) Um, But uh, Saturday night, we were going in the car. There's a, a drive through. It was an awesome thing in uh, in Calabasas, California, uh, a Halloween thing with the kids. No one in the car except for my kids and wife and weren't going to see any people. And yet before getting in the car, I peppered in my hair to fill it in. Why? <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't I don't know. Because we have nothing else to dress why. up for or to look nice for. You that's left right. the house. Put, that's an occasion in and of that's itself, right. Dave. You're so right. That's exactly what it was. I mean, I was like, why? Why am I doing this right now? Like, I guess this counts as being out on the town. <laughs> I wore lipstick picture? to go out to dinner when I had a mask on for most of the time. You know, like we're all doing yeah. the best that we can. I guess. Yeah. So I filled in my uh, my uh, flesh yarmulke at the That's... back of my head there with some uh, some hair. But pepper. this makes even less sense, Charlotte. I think you're taking pictures. You're posting on Instagram. Nothing wrong with that. Dave, did you take any pictures? You're in the car with the kid. This is such a hat day. Nothing screams hat more than this <laughs> this uh, outing that you just described. I mean, I listen, uh, the man in the mirror is uh, confused by the actions of, uh, of the other guy very often. <laughs> Michael I Jackson? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> how does he wild. figure into this? I don't know what any of it means anymore. Uh, Charlotte's at the Wilder Things. Damashek's at Damashek. I'm at the Cousin Sal. Yeah, come back to us Wednesday. We'll have a nice show for you. We will be celebrating our extra points for extra pay win after the Chiefs cover five and a half. But don't blow the Patriots out by more than 11. I know it's confusing, but I think we're going to get that middle. I recommended you uh, you try it earlier uh, at the top of the show. So do that. And just a reminder, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs>